What's up, y'all? I am back with our 2024 recap. I actually usually do a Q4 recap. I've done that for the last couple of years, but today I really wanted to look at the year in totality and share some of the main themes, share with you the exact methods I employed that worked to skyrocket my productivity, even though this was actually one of the hardest years ever for our family, for me personally. I'll talk about that later and just share some announcements so that you know what to look forward to in 2024 because there are some changes that are already in place and some other ones that I was waiting to share on the podcast. So I hope you have an open heart. I hope you're excited. And if you want to take some notes about those time management methods that skyrocketed my productivity this year, I definitely recommend doing that. We're going to dig in in three, two, one. One. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party. And let's dig into today's episode. So before I jump into top methods, themes, things like that, I am going to give you just a quick Quiu for recap because that's that's what I do. So in Q4, which started in October, I actually received my acceptance letter to seminary, which y'all already know if you've been with me for a bit, but I applied to grad school and I'm going to be attending seminary come January, which is like in a week and a half. (laughs) And I went to my school, which is in Dallas. So much confirmation there. The Lord just worked in a really cool way. Um, And I began to take on that like shift in mindset in our family and our finances and start to prepare mentally and just lifestyle wise for the commitment that being a seminary student requires. And that was a really big blessing. It's also been very scary. Um, There have been a lot of ways that the Lord has led me to take a leap of faith and trust him. And he's just constantly showed up. So I have to just share that if you are thinking about doing something that the Lord has definitely put on your heart, but seems scary, just trust him. He wants you to rely fully on him. He wants you to step out in faith and and trust him and let him show you how wonderful he is because all of it is ultimately so that he can get the glory. So that was October. I also, I also, <laughs> I also began taking on clients again, which has been so fun. I love working with y'all one on one. It's one of my favorite parts of the business. It's one of my favorite 
career paths ever in life. And I'm just so grateful that I get to walk alongside you, look at you face to face, talk through the things that you're experiencing, pray through them, really go to the Lord and seek his will over your life and give you the strategies, the tools, the resources that time and time again have proven to really help and transform the women that I work with. So to my clients, you know who you are. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I can't thank you enough for trusting me to be your coach this year. And I just continuously pray over you and just thank God for you. So I hope you know you're a blessing to me. November. Woo. November was amazing. Our 2023 Renewed Conference went down and it was fantastic. A huge blessing to me, to the women who were part of it. And it took all year to plan. I started working on this in February, maybe end of January. So to see that project through to fruition and bring it to life was such a milestone and such a celebratory moment for not just me, for but for the team as well. Um, what else? One of my best friends got married in my personal life. That was super fun. Um, seeing her walk down the aisle after such a long season of singleness and such a beautiful season because she was just such a huge example to me and my walk with the Lord. Um, and, and she walked out her season of singleness in a really God-honoring way. So shout out to Marina, you know who you are. Um, I also began taking a class that kind of acts as sort of a prep class for seminary, which was a lot. Uh, it was a little bit of culture shock because I had work every week and homework and lots of reading and papers. And so that was very interesting and very fruitful. Our team dynamic changed in November um, due to some personal things. Our team got smaller. And so I actually began managing the Facebook group. So if you've noticed a shift, that's why. <laughs> it's been really hard to do a lot of everything when there are so many moving parts, but the Lord just provides the energy, the focus, the grace. And it's been helpful to see so much more of what is working, where we can improve, etc. And now in November, I'm sorry, December, we're in the Advent study. So we we just finished the Advent study yesterday. This is actually our last study inside the community. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about that in just a bit. Um, and then I had my solo CEO retreat where I had to make some really hard decisions. And I'm going to share those announcements with you as well. So in terms of what is changing and all of these announcements that I have, I'm going to go through them really quickly. Nothing is earth shattering, right? Like we're not reinventing the wheel over here, but there are some really key things that have to change. Number one, because I'm starting seminary. And when I pick something up, I have to put something down. That's just the way that life works. And it's a very healthy habit. I, I highly recommend laying something down when you're picking up a new commitment, especially when the, those commitments are not 
even in your top three, you know, and I'll explain what I mean in just a second. So, okay. I begin seminary in a few weeks. And like I said, I can't just add on to my plate because my top three priorities don't include seminary, don't even include her renewed strength. My my top priorities are my relationship with the Lord, my health and taking care of myself and my family, my ministry at home. And so when I think about that, I have to simplify and really streamline the things that I'm doing outside of those top three priorities, which includes what happens inside of her renewed strength. So because of these changes and the fact that I am still homeschooling Angie and I have her with me 24-7, we're no longer hosting Bible study inside the community, which is hard. That was a really hard decision to make. Another hard decision to make is discontinuing on Heaven's Timeline. So you know, the course model is great for some, but the majority of the feedback I received from students and many women that I interviewed this year, which I took a lot of time to do, to do market research, to better understand what you need, what you want when you are paying for something. And the overwhelming feedback I received was that accountability is a huge must-have, including regular meetups, high-touch interactions, right? And so while the DIY model is great for some, like I said, it's just not ideal for the women that I'm helping because you do want someone to walk alongside you and to be in this with you. So that has led me to shift. We're not going to offer On Heaven's Timeline in 2024. And we're actually bringing back group coaching in 2024. If you have been with me for a while, you know that I did offer group coaching before Her Renewed Strength was her renewed strength. It was when it was still Castro strong. And we had a program called the accelerator. It was only four weeks. I had overwhelming feedback that four weeks is not enough time. So there are things in place that are going to help me to support you better and help you to really flourish in the way that you want to flourish and see that transformation. I'll be sharing more details on that in January, but that is the major change that's happening. And then we are going through a minor brand update, nothing crazy, just less colors, less fonts, more minimalist, more modern, and really just focusing on time management as the means to getting more women in the word of God. Yes, I will still incorporate faith and God's word into everything. It's literally in our DNA. But the bulk of the content that I'll be focusing on will help you shift your mindset, develop better habits, really master this time management thing so that you can live a life that has margin, so that you can get the things done and have time for what matters to you, including your walk with the Lord, and so that you put Jesus first in the things that you are committing to. So I want to touch on some themes that were super evident this year, and one of them is the theme of trusting God. Now, my word for this year was boldness. My verse for the year was Joshua 1.9, and I honestly thought that it was going to translate to me taking risks, and what it actually translated to was exactly what the conference theme was, which is boldness in our faith, boldness to trust God, boldness to walk in His ways, even if they feel counterintuitive, even if they feel like there's a resistance coming up in you. 
And I'm going to talk more about that as I get into those methods that I use that help to really transform my productivity and just take my time management mastery to new levels. But to be honest, so much of what I experienced this year, so much of what I walked through and what the Lord did in me and through me was the result of having to just wait, just sit still, just be okay with him giving me the go ahead. I mean, I ended up discontinuing working with my coach and I was pretty heartbroken about that um, before a very good friend of mine passed away this year, which was super hard to navigate. Honestly, um, she had said something to me and she's like, sis, you're about to be coached by the Holy Spirit. And her laugh, so infectious. Um, she would just like laugh, you know, as she said that to me. And so it really was just like a a really intense coaching session with the Holy Spirit this year. <laughs> I felt pressure. I felt, um, you know, I felt like I was not going to make it. Honestly, I was like, I don't know how this is. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And every day the Lord gave me grace. Every day the Lord gave me just enough to get me through that day and not a drop more. And grace was a really big theme, you know, not just me receiving grace, but me giving it to my family, to my daughter, especially because I'm with her all day. You know, when you go from being a working mom to being a stay-at-home mom, there's a shift. But when you go to being a stay-at-home mom who drops off and picks up your kids to being a stay-at-home mom or a work-from-home mom, really, who has your kids at home all day, there is a new level of transformation that the Lord is working out in you, a new level of patience that the Lord is working out. And I'll be the first to tell you, in case you don't know any homeschooling moms, homeschooling moms are not more patient. I think over time, the experience of being with your kids all the time translates to more patience, but that's over time. Like the process of actually going through that is actually quite painful. And it's been something that has opened my eyes to to be able to see myself for how I actually am versus how I think I am. I can get really impatient. I can get really irritated and annoyed and moody. And it's having that person who's constantly around you, who is still very unfiltered, very raw, who doesn't always understand that being quiet is good, that has challenged me and exposed a lot of my areas of opportunity, areas of opportunity that wouldn't have otherwise been exposed. So patience was another theme for this year. And then my husband and I went through a lot of things this year. I just praise God and give him all the glory for allowing us to have grown so much. I think us growing up together has been a blessing and it's also been very hard because we went from like really different stages in our early adulthood to where we are now that were painful to go through but they helped us to develop better systems of communication of collaboration and so this year the things that we went through brought us closer those things 
helped us to trust each other, lean on each other even more, be much more vulnerable, and also be a lot more respectful of our differences and appreciative of those differences and how they can act as strengths in times when we're going through stuff, you know? So endurance was another theme for this year. The word endure came up so many times in the last few months. I remember having that conversation with my husband. Like, I'm pretty sure the Lord is showing us that we need to just like stick it out and like trust him and lean on him. And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, we have to just keep enduring. And it would be a constant weekly conversation. We just have to keep enduring. We just have to trust him. We just have to sit still, not take those gut reactions and do something about them. Just sit with it, right? Bring it to the Lord. Use our emotions as that signal to go back to God and pursue him. That trust is developed in those times. Something else that I did this year was regularly fast. So every single month I have fasted this year. And one of the fasts that I did was with my husband. This was in April. And we did, I wouldn't call it the Esther fast, but we we had no food and no water for three days. I did talk about this on the podcast before, but I don't think I have talked about it much since. I'm not saying that this is something that everyone needs to do. The Lord made it really clear that this is what he was leading us to do. And it was very, very hard, very painful. And when I think about enduring, I remember that time like it was yesterday. So many things happened in those three days and so much happened after in response to the prayers we prayed in those three days. And so I just have seen the awesome work of God in our lives, his hand in everything and every single thing that was hard and painful. Um, I went through depression this year. I went through a grieving process with some family stuff having to do with my parents and our life circumstances and all of these things that I didn't expect to go through. I thought that this was going to be a very different kind of year. And you know, all of this has just been a constant reminder to go back to God, to trust him, to lean on him and not lean on myself. And to be honest, had all of this happened, you know, several years ago when I was still using drugs, when I was still using alcohol and abusing those substances, I don't know what would have happened because this this year was a lot. And I know I'm not the only person who has gone through a hard year. I know that we're not the only family who has gone through a hard year. So, you know, I'm being honest, you know, like anxiety through the roof. I didn't I didn't know that my body would react to anxiety in the way that it has reacted. Uh, I actually now get nausea when I'm anxious. I get hot flashes when I'm anxious. I have like a physical response to the worries in my mind. And that, that never was the case before. So, so many things, you know, just like really high stress. My health went through a lot this year. I have this condition that flares up for anything, literally. I could go out into the sun and and it flares up and I have like a really hard time after that because my body goes through terrible things. And it happened almost every month. And, you know, the stress from that, just the amount of times we got sick as a family. Um, Yo, we got pink eye as a family, I think it was seven times this year. It might've been six, but why? Like, what was going on, you know? The, it just was like rough. It was a really rough year. All that said, God 
held us in his hands the entire time. The entire time I was asking God, will you just get me through today? He always did. I would ask for patience for that day. I would ask for just the ability to to not raise my voice at my kids. And he would show up in a really big way. Energy levels, the ability to focus in times when Historically, I hadn't been able to to get through hard things and still focus and and do good work. You know, depression. I was I went through depression all of quarter two, so from April to the summer, I was in a pretty crap season. If I'm being frank with you, and it was in that time that God did so much in me. I mean, that was when. I was prepping for Esther and like taught through Esther and it was such a blessing to me, you know, going into the summer and getting ready to homeschool and then actually doing it, you know, things that I never thought that I would do happening, applying for grad school and getting accepted. I got a scholarship and all of the support, you know, things that I didn't have on my on my goals list ended up coming to life in really beautiful, really creative ways. But we did not just walk through the park and have a great time through it all. It was very challenging and we had to endure, we had to trust, we had to put our feelings in their place and use them as that trigger to go to God with what we were going through and pursue him in prayer and fasting. Bring our expectations and our desires to the feet of Jesus and admit, hey, this is this is what I want to happen and this is what I've been pushing for and I'm realizing maybe this isn't what you want. Things that were started at the beginning of the year, we waited all year for those things to come to completion, job stuff, parting ways with our property in California, so many things that we were honestly really stressed about. Um, and then in this last couple in the last couple of months it just was we got to this point where we we're just like it is what it is you know like god's handled everything and there's no reason to believe that he won't handle all of these things that we're still waiting on and without fail this month a lot of things have come to completion so i just give all the glory and honor to the lord because he has been our rock he has been the only reason that we've been able to sustain a healthy home and be able to have what we need. His provision has been enough. His grace has been enough. His love is enough. And so, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> there were times I didn't know if I was going to get through it, and I know I'm not the only one. So all that said, you, you now know some of the things that I went through this year um, that my family and I went through. And still, we were able to produce a really stellar conference experience. We were able to do a lot of things. I was able to incorporate homeschool into my life and my family life and still run my home and pour into my kids and, and pour into my marriage and walk with the Lord. And so I just wanted to share some of the methods that were monumental in being able to master time management even more to see my productivity skyrocket. Honestly, I would be amazed sometimes at the end of the month, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I got that done. 
And it was no doubt a work of the Holy Spirit in me. Like I said, the Holy Spirit is my coach. Shout out to Ellie. May she rest in peace, who, who was so excited for me when, when the Lord made it clear that he would be my business coach. He would be my life coach. He would be my everything and more this year. And he surely has been. And so what were these methods? Let me just say before I share them, some, if not all, were rooted in proper prioritizing and setting and enforcing boundaries, which are non-negotiable pieces of the time management and productivity puzzle. Initially, they felt counterintuitive, but I know the Lord was behind it all because there were times when I would not even think about doing these things and I would just do them. It was like the Holy Spirit was moving my body and I just was going for the ride. And it was interesting. I mean, it was just like, just an incredible experience. So the first was that when it came to getting things done and, you know, facing the temptation to check off more off of my to-do list, which was very long, uh, whenever I had downtime, I wanted to work on those things and like get caught up and kind of like be ahead. I don't like to be behind on things. So I like to work ahead. Well, instead of doing that, instead of working ahead and checking off more from my to-do list when I had downtime, I chose to be in God's word. I actually studied two of the major prophets this year, Ezekiel and Jeremiah, which was absolutely transformative and such a blessing and so much. Um, it took a lot of time. I was in Jeremiah for months. I was in Ezekiel for months. And it was really in meeting with the Lord in those times that even though I was still thinking about my to-do list, like eventually I could just get lost in the scriptures and bounce around and see how everything connects and just see how it all translated even to, to some of those principles to my life, you know, just going where God took me. Um, I also studied the life of Elijah this year. It just resonated a lot for me because so much of what Elijah demonstrated is is so rooted in in a deep faith and trust in the Lord. And it was really helpful to orient my mind back to how God is pleased with our obedience. Um, and, and it was definitely demonstrated through the life of Elijah. The second thing was I committed to taking a Sabbath. I have to credit my friend Paige. She really was the person who the Lord used to open my eyes to the fact that not taking a Sabbath was not just breaking a commandment, but also choosing to not delight in in Him. And, and so I decided earlier this year that I would take one day and not do any work. I wasn't going to do laundry. Sure, I would cook, but like I wasn't going to work on her renewed strength. I wasn't going to do any of that. And th- was it perfect? No. Like, did I always follow every single guideline that I had kind of set for myself? No, but I spent more time with my family. I was more focused in those times to be with my kids. I was not, you know, I knew that eventually I would get to the work because there were six other days where I could do the things I needed to do. And it was just really nice to take a step back and be like, yeah, this is, this is my life. This is where the Lord has me. I would go on adventures with our family no time limits, no stress about having to get on a call or send out this thing or jump on this platform or check on whatever. And it was a big blessing and it has continued to be. So we take a Sabbath and that's been a game changer. 
especially because when I do get back into my work time, I'm so excited. I'm so like recharged and energized and refocused and I can really bang out some things. The third was implementing and enforcing boundaries around the structure of my day. So there were times when I really wanted to finish doing that thing, sending that email, putting together that workflow, whatever. And I would just stop working and literally stand up from my computer at the same time every day and go into the kitchen and prepare dinner for my family. And I would sometimes like, it was like an outer body experience sometimes. I'd be like, I'm just gonna get up and go to the kitchen. And then I would start cooking and I'm like, yep, I'm not going back to my computer and that's okay. Like I would just have peace, you know? But the initial stop and stand thing, sometimes I wouldn't even notice I would I was doing it. I would just look at the time, stop and stand and go to the kitchen and start cooking. And my cooking has gotten better, y'all. I don't know about you, but I, it hasn't been my strong suit. And so it's been nice to get really positive feedback from my husband when he's having dinner and he's like, oh my gosh, this is delicious. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> like I, I can get through meals that are not absolutely delicious. So I don't know if it's just that my taste buds are broken, but I know my husbands are not. And so to hear him say, this is great, is very, very rewarding, very satisfying. And my kids started to eat more than just chicken nuggets as a result of it. And that's been a really big blessing too. The fourth is something that I've talked about before, but it has really been a game changer because of my emotional ups and downs this year. And that was building out workflows at the beginning of all my projects, including and especially recurring projects like managing our team, managing the podcast, the newsletter, and other things that we do regardless of what's going on that month. It helped me stay focused. It helped me know what I was working on. It helped me just be able to show up at my computer, know what to do, do it, and move on with my day. Again, I'm juggling other things. If it's family time, I'm in the family area. If it's work time, I'm in my office. If it's time to prepare, I'm either in my laundry room or in my kitchen. Those are the two rooms that I do stuff in. And when it's time to sleep, I'm in my room. So I compartmentalize life based on what room I'm in, you know? So being able to just sit down at my desk in my office, open my computer and know exactly what I was going to work on because I took the time to plan it out, because I took the time to actually be strategic and breaking up that work, setting goals, meeting them. It helped me get things done. It helped get deadlines, manage all of our speakers with the conference, manage the podcast every month, even with a five-year-old who loves loves to be part of everything. Um, she sometimes just wants to like sit and watch me work, which is fun until I have to record and she does not stop asking questions. So imagine. And like I said, the fact that I was struggling so much with emotional stuff this year, I was in that season of depression. I was struggling with just other stuff, health. Whenever my health is in the garbage, y'all, I get very frustrated and very anxious. And then it all all the things that are jolly and dandy just aren't. So knowing that I didn't have to sit down and try to figure things out every time I sat to do work was a relief. And I, I definitely am thanking myself now like for, for sitting and doing that. And I know for some people, it's like, why would I sit and plan something out when I could just do it 
and get it done. And the reason is because you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if your mood is gonna change. You don't know if, if you're gonna get hit with really hard news and completely lose track of your thought process for a project. Your projects should not live in your mind. Your projects should be mapped out somewhere where it's very easy to follow along and have someone be able to come in if they need to help and know where they're picking up, you know, where you left off. So workflows at the beginning of all projects, especially the projects that happen no matter what time of year, like the podcast. And then the last thing was using ClickUp for business and personal life. So I use ClickUp, that's my project management software for the business, which is it has transformed our productivity this year alone. And we made that change at the end of last year, which was a beast, but such a good investment of time and energy and focus and learning. Man, God has just used it to really help us move into a different direction. ClickUp is not for everyone, but if you love lists, if you love the ability to organize your workspace and create automations, really take your productivity to a new level, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I started to realize that I was actually doing way better in my business because of the structure that I was able to create in ClickUp. So I was like, you know what? Let me see if I could do the same thing with my family life. So I created a space for our family stuff and it has taken us to a much more optimal level of organization and improved our home management by miles. There's a lot of different things that you have to manage when you're managing the home, right? And I, I know that if you're a working woman, you're like, yeah, tell me about it. I can't even remember like when to refill toilet paper because I'm busy. Well, I incorporated that into my workflows in ClickUp for my family. So there's, you know, our finance area where we have budget stuff and bill stuff. There's the kids area in the workspace where I'm managing their school stuff or homeschool stuff. There is the area of the workspace that touches on meal prepping and grocery shopping and restocking the supplies in our home. And it's just been a really effective way to manage our home life and our family without losing my marbles and trying to recall everything from memory. Because truthfully, and this is something that I don't really talk about, my memory is not the greatest, especially after chemo. There's something called chemo brain and it's basically this phenomena of losing words or lapses in memory of like regular things. One of the words that I can never remember is the word sink, like the put the dishes in the sink. Right now I remember it. When I need to remember it, I do not remember that word. It's so frustrating. And it happens with tasks. It happens with information that my husband has shared with me with things that I'm ideally would remember. So I have to really be strategic about placing information and bits of information that are important, especially things like remembering when to refill the paper towels and toilet paper and wipes and all of that in a place that is organized and helps my brain because my brain needs some help. So those are the five. Um, number one, choosing to be in God's word instead of doing more. The number two, taking a Sabbath. Number three, boundaries around the times of your day, right? If you have time blocks, protecting those time blocks. I use time blocks. That's pretty much how I operate. And just understanding that everything has its place, 
The fourth, building out workflows at the beginning of all your projects. And then the fifth, using your project management software, mine is ClickUp, for not just business, but also for your personal life and really optimizing the tools that are available to you so that they can help you have more peace, have more margin, have more mental capacity. So that is that. Now, going into 2024, like I said, no Bible study inside of the community. I am going to sprinkle some Bible study on the podcast, but we are shifting to focus more on time management so that in your personal time, you can have your time with the Lord in God's word. You can study intentionally. You're not rushing through it. And these are things that I'm going to be helping the women who join me inside of our group coaching program to accomplish. If that's something that you're interested in, I'm not going to be disclosing details for some time. So for now, you can just sign up for Productivity Beyond the Planner because that is going down January 25th. It's a Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. We've updated the content in there. So we're including the four productivity styles, how to rethink productivity and time management, the core systems you need to reduce anxiety and get more done, how to create sustainable systems, and three tools that you probably already use that will help you reduce overwhelm when you use them properly. So I hope that I see you on the inside. You can register starting today, hurrynewstrength.com forward slash masterclass. And if you're not already inside of the community, make sure that you join us there because I'll be going live periodically inside of the community with updates on what I'm learning in seminary, time management, bonuses, and a little behind the scenes on why I'm creating some of the content I'm creating. So if you want to hang out with me, I hope to see you on January 25th for Productivity Beyond the Planner. I'm just going to end with a little prayer over the end of your year. Jesus, thank you for what you did when you came down to earth, when you humbled yourself and lived a perfect, sinless life. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the power of what you did and how you have joined us to yourself, how we have been adopted into your special family and can now fellowship with the Father because of you, Lord. Thank you that we get to enjoy eternity by your side when we put our faith in you. And I just pray, Lord, that in this new year, we would remember to pursue you, that we would trust you, Lord. I pray that we would remember to lay down our expectations and our desires and trust that what you have for us is better. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would guide our interactions, our thoughts, protect us, Lord, and, and lead us, be our leader every single day in our conversations, in our interactions with others, in the decisions that we're making. And Lord, that every single thing we do would be to glorify you, that it would be to make your name known, Jesus, and that those who don't yet know you, that we would be a witness to them, Lord, that each and every woman in this community, that her life would be a witness to those around her to inspire curiosity about who you are, Jesus. And I just pray for favor over this community. I pray that you would be with us in hard times, that you would give us calmness and stillness and comfort and encouragement and strength and the ability to endure and the ability to be patient and the ability to wait 
well, that we would take our seasons of waiting and enjoy them as a preparation for what's to come, Lord, and that we would trust that your timing is perfect and that nothing and no one in the world will ever be able to do for us like you have already done. We love you. We praise your name. And we just thank you for who you are and who we get to be because of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, sweet sisters, it's been great. Two years on the podcast with you. I love you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you to every single person who's ever reached out to tell me that this is a blessing to them. Thank you to every single woman inside of the community for hanging out with me. Thank you to every client I've helped who has been just an absolute blessing to me. And I just pray that the Lord would give you clarity as you move into this new year. And that if I can be of any help to you, that he would use me to minister to you, to support you, and to just be a light. I love y'all, and I'll see you in the new year. God bless. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.